Yes, my friends, and welcome back to the John Mahon Show, powered, as always, by Forever Loud. Welcome back, indeed. It's been a few months. Like all good bands, we took a hiatus. Took a, a three-month hiatus. It's hardly a hiatus, is it? Did you miss us? Well, they might have missed us, but also this might be the first time you're tuning in, so if, if that's, so. you don't even know who we are. Welcome. My name's John Mahon. This is Ollie Rout from Forever Loud. Forever-loud.com. Go on, do the whole spiel. For all your new alternative culture Ooh. news, reviews, and all the other shit that people like to read on the internet. Exactly what you need. If <laughs> and more of this stuff. I yeah. mean, you can watch all the shows on YouTube. And, and you can podcast us now, which is one of the reasons why we took a hiatus, because we weren't podcasting this show from the start. Admittedly, it was something that I should have been doing, and I wasn't. It took John three months to figure out how to upload them to... One of the podcast streaming yeah. sites. Yeah, it took, it took me a long time. And then it took me even longer to start editing them because you're yeah. not allowed to play music on podcasting sites. Nah, so there's a lot of just reactions <laughs> to go, oh, that was a great bit. Yeah, and you got no idea what uh, we're talking yeah. about. But welcome to the John Mahon Show, my friends. It is lovely to have you. And today's show is special Wait, I was just gonna for say, so many reasons. Just before you start, I was it's getting a bit dark out these days. And I was sort of looking up at the night sky. I was getting really angry. Just really, I was like, I just, I just want to fight some stars, you know. Oh. I just want to fight star. <laughs> and you want to punch a star I, in the face. Yeah, and that was why we thought today we'd get a special guest in. Yeah, and we fought real hard <laughs> to get today's special guest. The man who you actually saw in the introduction for this show, pictured with yours truly. I was very, very young in that interview. But you looked older. Yeah, because of the beard. A great big bushy beard. I don't like you clean shaven as much. <laughs> Do you not? <laughs> <laughs> Too smooth. Thanks, bro. Can you change your face, please? Well, no, it looks good, better now. You got a little bit of more stubble on. I think the other day it was. I, I literally clean shaved earlier on. Did today. you? Yeah. Going back already. <laughs> guy, what was it? Seven o'clock shadow. <laughs> well, in case you're wondering what on earth we're talking about, in twenty-five I want to fight a star. minutes' time, Ollie will be squaring up to the night sky going 12 rounds yeah. and we will be joined by the lead singer of one of the greatest bands in the world charlie simpson from fight Busted. star uh, fight star yeah fight star <laughs> you mother here to talk to us all about the band's recent massive announcement on friday the 22nd of march 2024 they will be performing their biggest ever headline show to date at the ovo wembley arena yes another energy company <laughs> taking over the name <laughs> is that what ovo are yeah are they energy i, I used to be on ovo did you screwed me over oh. but, um, whatever that's <laughs> why it changes its name every few years do they, do they not let you get I tickets to a gig well i think like we filmed there with matt stocks for you like what was it blackstone cherry uh something madness tour mm. and it was the sse sse it? and they were like you can film here as long as every time you mention the arena you put the name of the energy company in. Damn. So it's like, you can't say we're at Wembley Arena. You have to say I'm at <laughs> the SSE. SSE or the over Wembley. It's just... Damn. Politics. Read the fine print. Well, Charlie will be joining us in about 25 minutes time. I'm going to be talking all about this massive headline show at the Ovo Wembley Arena. Yep. Good old Ovo. Good old Ovo. <laughs> and if you are joining us right now, make sure you say hello in the chat just like Amber has done. What's up, Amber? And hello to Rebecca Simpson Gale as well. And hello, Ollie. Hello, John. What have you been up to these last few months? 
we've we've been up to a lot, haven't we? We've been here, there, and everywhere. I saw you in America. Yeah, we're in America. We've been to a good few shows as well. Uh, you had polar opposite uh, festival experiences in America, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. One of the worst. And one, one of the, of the worst. Best. And one of the best. Yeah, I was one of the unfortunate attendees of Blue Ridge Festival 2023, where Mother Nature had ulterior plans for us that weekend. And then Louder Than Life Festival in Louisville, Kentucky, where DWP put on one of the best, if not a contender for the best festival that I've ever been to. I was impressed by the amount of huge bands that played and a lot of them had full production on the stage yeah and there's probably like what like half 45 minute turnover yeah but it's still impressive considering like how big some of the stage production was yeah i mean uh, parkway drive bought their cage of death yeah and they weren't even headlining they were like what second or third from top of bill yeah bad omens had a big old that rig was ridiculous wasn't it like the drum riser was huge led screens co2 blast and that was like very possible 6 p.m or something wasn't even like late was it it was still sunny out when they played yeah so yeah but it was just like Usually when you get that many big bands in a bill, it's like uh, the headliners will have their full production and everyone else will just have a stripped back version. Whereas they had probably from like, yeah, mid afternoon, everyone had the big, big old productions and the lineup was stacked. It was an insane lineup when you look top to bottom. Foo Fighters, Green Day, Avenged. Tool. Tool. Headlined. Yeah. But then you had like Parkway Drive, Bad Omens, Royal Blood played, uh, Weezer. Yeah. Weezer were amazing, yeah. by the way. Like, I was stood there remembering that I haven't seen Weezer live ever. And I went, oh, do you know what I really want to hear? Bit of hash pipe. And as soon as I said <laughs> that... <laughs> nothing like a little bit of Rivers falsetto to get you going. Well, we, speaking of festivals, will be reacting to the recent festival announcements that we have received because we got two massive announcements over the course of the last seven days. We've had Download Festival giving us their bill for 2024. And then we received When We Were Young Festival's announcement. Breaking news. Do you want to do that now? Do you know what? Should we do that now? Seeing as we've got 20 minutes before Charlie joins us. Let's have a look. Well, my friends, When We Were Young Festival 2024 has let us know what we're in store for. So this, from me, from what you can see on this image, these aren't, ain't just the bands. These are the albums that the bands will be playing. In full. In full. Which, if you scan it just even a little bit, you will see one album in particular that blows your mind considering they actually have an album called The Black Parade Is Dead. My Chemical Romance ended The Black Parade story in Mexico with a live album. And a lot of fans thought that was going to be the last time that record was ever performed start to finish. But the year 2024 is here to bring us a gift that we never thought we'd receive. I guess my camera like back full time now, aren't they? Pretty much. Yeah. Because they haven't really stopped since they announced the comeback. I guess they, this there is was the, COVID. This is the, this COVID is the longest sort of, break that they've had since they've come yeah, back. Yeah. But I guess still rocking it. Uh, yeah. Black Parade. Also, just like some of these albums for me was such big albums growing up. Homesick. Like Homesick. Yeah. Jimmy Eat World. Sticks and Stones. Jimmy Eat World. Like, he, like Atreyu. The Curse. What a fucking album. You're stoked for that one, aren't you? Bleeding Mascara. <laughs> Um, also, next deep doing life's not hard to get you. Yep, that's going to be amazing in full. I'm surprised that Yellow Card aren't on there doing Ocean Avenue in full. I haven't seen them yet. Mayday Parade, Mayday Parade, State Champs, Say Us In. 
I'll go on the four go. years strong as well. I'm What's very that? excited about four years strong doing theirs in full. So this is the full list of bands doing albums in full. Dashboard Confessional also doing Dusk and Summer and the Main doing Can't Stop Won't Stop in full. I would have preferred the Main to have done American Candy in full. Just saying. My only query is some of these albums probably quite long. Like Coe's album, I reckon it's like an hour. hour. <laughs> I'm like, are they going to have enough time? They're going to have an hour slot. Well, but I, then some of the albums are probably really short. So, well, when I saw the Wonder Years the other night in Birmingham doing the Greatest Generation in full, yeah. they definitely played some of those songs with a couple of BPMs faster just to power through the record to leave enough time <laughs> to do. I think they ended up doing like four or five songs. Well, on surely the, other the side. album's not that long, is it? On its Good question. Runtown. I want to say it's at least an hour, at the very least. What else have we got down here? Wendy is Greatest Generation. Oh, 48 minutes. Yeah. I tell you what I love the most about this, though, is you you scan through that lineup. You see every single band has gone, yeah, we're going to do this album in full. It we're is. We're going to do this album in full. And then Fallout Boy, like, nah, get fucked. So the only two bands that aren't doing a full album is Ellis Junes, because they haven't got one, and Fallout Boy. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, what would they play? I mean, they got they could have done Infinity on High. Yep, they could have done under from the under the court, court tree. tree. That would have been sick. Yeah, I personally, I'd have loved them to have done Save Rock and Roll in full. I genuinely think out of all their albums, that is the most flawless one from start to finish. And I would lose my shit. See, I wasn't a big Save and Rock and Roll guy. Really? We've talked about this before. I was like first first three albums. Yeah, that's true. With my with my thing. That's true. And I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> Started being like little metal kid. <laughs> Were you out there going? Oh, and got screaming. In. Where are all the guitars? <laughs> I didn't mind that though because it's like Panic at Disco were already big, and I love Panic at the Disco. And they, I feel like they just went more down that route. Mm. Pierce the Veil doing Collide with the Sky in full. Yeah. That is going to bang so damn hard. And Sleeping with Sirens are there. So, you know, it will happen. Yep. We're going to get that. Again, old they moment. did it last, last year, didn't they? Yeah. Sunglasses, suit up, briefcase. Tell you what, Motion City soundtrack didn't commit this to memory in full. That's a, that's a nice little I'm one. On yeah. Yeah. And her words destroyed my planet as well. Bangers. All American Rejects doing their self-titled in full. The Used doing In Love and Death also, in full. A lot of happy old stories. Story of the Year, Page Avenue. Do you remember that album? Is that the one with Until the Day I Die? But I feel my heart for you. That was like the lead single of it, but there's so many good songs on that album. I was well into it. And the guitarists go crazy live. They do. Well, they used to do like backflips off the rack. Yeah. So they used to chuck their guitars to like the the, the techs at each side of the stage Go, both do like a synchronized backflip off their amps and then get each other's guitar and stuff and play their each other's guitar for the rest of the song that's mad they were also one of the proprietors of guitar swings as well weren't yeah. they yeah one of the first bands to like nail the it's just dangerous <laughs> ollie's out there being like health and safety guys i like i've always I, there's like a compilation of just that them going wrong on YouTube that I used to watch. Who's the, what's the band that's still doing it? Is it Fit for a King where the guy is? Yeah, yeah. And people keep on having a go at him saying you're swinging your guitar more than you're playing it. <laughs> it's all on track anyway. It doesn't, doesn't even matter. <laughs> doesn't even matter. But yeah, that, I will want to go to Vegas again. Yep, same. And the fact that We The Kings are going to be doing their self-titled in full as well with tunes like Check Yes Juliet on it. 
Check yes, Juliet. Ridiculous. So out of curiosity, who are we going to be seeing in Vegas in 2024? Let us know in the chat. Shout out to Rebecca. He's joining us saying, hello, my name is Rebecca Simpson Gale. That's myself because I like Charlie Simpson. And I like your songs. Yeah, we like Charlie Simpson songs as well. And we're very excited to chat to Charlie Simpson all about Grand Unification because the promo for this Wembley show heavily featured the artwork for Grand Unification. Yeah, well, it's billed as a 20-year anniversary of the, of the band. But yeah, they've used the artwork for that, even though it's not 20 years yet. Which will be 2026. Yeah. And that, in fact, is something that I want to ask Charlie is, are there any plans in place for anniversary tour? Because I know for a fact there are so many Fightstar fans that would love to see him do Grand Unification start to finish. Yeah, it's got a few years to wait now, though. Two years, well, a year and a half. Year and a half. No, two, two and a half. No, what, what, what year is it? 2023. <laughs> two and a half. Where am I? <laughs> Well, Charlie will be joining us in about 14 minutes, my friends. And we are so damn excited to be back. We are going back down to, well, I say back down. We're going down to one show a week. We're going to be doing the two live shows we were doing beforehand. The John Mahon show is going to be live every single Monday from 7 p.m. It is indeed. Yeah. I mean, we haven't discussed that, but yeah, every Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From next week. Are you starting doing one next week? Yeah. 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 So on next week's show, I'm already trying to plan a little bit ahead with that. We might, I say might, we're definitely going to have a tasty little giveaway. Going to be giving away some vinyl on next week's show. Some re old records, eh? Yeah. It was a giveaway. You know, records have made such a big comeback in the last few years. Vinyl. Vinyl, like the amount of, to get into like the top chart for like vinyl sales has to be quite high nowadays. Whereas like a few years ago, it was like you get like a few thousand yeah. and you're in the top 10. Now people are loving the old vinyls. Yeah, Wax has definitely made a comeback for sure. And I think variants had a massive part to play on that. Yeah. I know a good few people who, if a band that they love have like four or five vinyl variants, they will be getting all four I, or five of those I vinyl variants. I got um, Holding Absence and it's got like like blue and gold spatters in it. Ah, uh, nice. It's very nice. Kintsugi yeah. go on the go. Yeah. What well, I got the sleep token one, which is like clear, but with like a black splob. Like splob? Splob! <laughs> it's a mix between a blob and a splodge. <laughs> a, a black splob. Splob token. But it's cool because like, obviously when, do you know how they get pressed is, it's literally like a, small disc with a, like a black bit in the middle and then it just squishes them out and squishes them out so it means every single one's a little bit different there's no like exact replicas that's just the way it so every them. vinyl is actually one of a kind yeah that's cool well we will be giving away some wax on next week's show some wax yeah lyrics not, it's not actually wax. wax anymore though well because it's vinyl isn't it vinyl is the yeah the material name, the name of the material yeah used to be on wax though yeah so they figured it out. I've just realized there is another festival lineup that we could talk about on today's show because we're going to do Download Festival after the interview with Charlie Simpson. But speaking of Charlie Simpson, his other band busted in 2019 with oh, a yeah. secret set at... Uh, 2019, they did Slam Dunk, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And Slam Dunk Festival have let us know their first batch of bands for 2024. And I do love the fact that festivals now are basically, as soon as festival season finishes in August, September kind of time, pre-Christmas, they're like, cool, here you go. That's something to look forward to next year. Christmas presents in the form of festival tickets. Yes, it makes sense. It's like, yeah, 
festival tickets are a great present. Great present. And Slam Dunk Festival 2024 is once again going to be headlined by Yumi at Six, one of the two bands, I believe, who are repeat headliners of the festival. Them and Shikari are the only two bands that have headlined it when twice. Did, when did Yumi at Six headline? Have they? It's a couple of years ago, wasn't it? So they headline. Yeah. I'm like 90 I'm 90% sure they have. All American Rejects have headlined, which is why it's interesting to see them down as a main support. I liked Josh's tweet or X whatever fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "You're 10 pints deep. We come on place, save it for the bedroom. What what are you doing?" It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, like people are complaining, but it's like as soon as that comes on. Are they going to play like, save it for the bedroom though because the last four or five times I've seen that's them what like, he they've, tweeted they've not played it I mean I feel like they have to if they're doing a headline set at Slam Dunk yeah I think they've just got so much history with Slam Dunk because did you know they were signed to Slam Dunk Records I did indeed in the and they played the second ever Slam Dunk I thought it was the first no it's the one that Paramore played <laughs> but I think they opened it up well, it, was yeah. just, it was just one stage yeah that's um, correct that's definitely correct they opened it up it was mad looking at the lineup. do you know who headlined that year the this first is 2000 and the first slam dunk or the second one? second one this is 2007 i think i know fallout boy headlined the first yeah fallout boy headlined the first who headlined the second above paramore above paramore yeah was it someone like was it someone on that bill no nah, they're not on this bill okay because i was gonna say someone like boys like girls no nah. do you know who it is go on real big fish real big yeah. fish imagine <laughs> that Imagine real big fish. Imagine seeing <laughs> Paramore, then real big fish. Then real big fish. But I guess 2007 was pre-Riot. Yeah. I think so. I think Riot was 2000. I don't know, actually. Or maybe it was 2006. I don't know. I want I thought Riot was 2007. Riot is 2007. Is it? Yeah. But maybe it was pre it coming out. Fair. I'm like Amber in the chat. Very excited about I Prevail headlining a stage very very deserved for that band their last uk tour sold out across the board wembley as well on on the card for that run just great to see a band like them getting a, a stage headline slot yeah. funeral for a friend great addition onto that stage as well yeah i saw them recently very very good very good band also the one d is it's a very i feel like it's a very when we were young <laughs> vibe festival or lineup so far it's a lot of throwbacks. A lot of throwbacks. Especially with Pennywise on the punk rock stage. Catch me shouting bro him at the top of my lungs. <laughs> but I just feel like those two, the two top, the top two stages or whatever it is on there are very two, like mid 2000s, mid yeah. to late 2000s bands, which is still, they're still killing it. Yeah. But Head Automatica on the main stage as well. 20th anniversary of... Do you know any other Head Automatica songs? No. Other than baby. Being Hearts Baby. <laughs> Do you need to know anymore? <laughs> no, they're just going to play that 10 times in a row and that'll be the set Baby's heart, beating hearts, baby. Baby, is this <laughs> love for real? Yeah. Good old <laughs> Daryl Palumbo. Yeah. Also of Glassjaw yeah. fame. Who else? Asking Alexandria. We saw them at Louder Than Life. Louder Festival. Than Life. My only criticism, right, of Asking Alexandria's set at Louder Than Life was when they played the final episode. Yeah. Danny didn't do any of the gutturals. None of them. Like, you know, the, oh my God. <laughs> Basically what you go going to see yeah. Danny Wars not do. Just hands the microphone out to the crowd. It's like, come on, man. You got it's one of the country them. now. He lives in America. He's got, wears cowboy hats. He's, he ain't screaming like he ain't a little emo kid anymore. 
you say it is i love daddy but him now and and him in 2006 or 7 or whatever it just seemed like completely different two people. very very different people but out of curiosity who's watching right now that's going to be at slam dunk festival 2024 let us know and not just watching you actually can listen to the show as you mentioned at the start because we are now available in podcast form so if you're out and about and you still want to listen to us chat shit on your way to work yep having a shit yep at the gym uh, i don't, I don't know gym. if you'd want to listen Get to a, a pump podcast pump. at the gym <laughs> if you are and you listen at the gym right now go on son go on get it yeah get it get, it. get, it. get those reps in <laughs> But we will be joined by Charlie Simpson from Fightstar in about six minutes' time. We're going to be chatting to Charlie all about the band's massive announcement regarding their biggest ever headline show at the Ovo Wembley Arena. It's crazy, isn't it? After 20 years coming back and doing your your biggest. Your biggest show, which. Not Charlie's biggest show, you know. Charlie is very familiar with arenas. I'm sure he's done Wembley many a time. Yeah, it, it's not his first Wembley rodeo, but for Dan, Alex and Omar, it's real nice to see those boys getting a chance to be on... Pot- Would you say Wembley's this country's most famous stage? Yeah, I think people know... If you just say Wembley to people, they are aware of... They've heard it, at least, anywhere in the world. I feel like the O2 is probably it's growing. up there, but... It's not, it doesn't... It doesn't have the lineage. Nah, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah. We're going to see the O... Going to the O2. Yeah. Wembley, baby. Wembley, baby. Road to Wembley as well. Yeah. I mean, because you've got Wembley Stadium and then Wembley Arena. Yeah. So... I still haven't seen a concert at Wembley Stadium. I've been to Wembley Stadium for a show now. I went to watch AW do All In at Wembley Stadium, which is amazing, but I haven't actually been to a concert. On Green Day, haven't they just announced? Mm. Stadium tour. They have. Was Wembley one of them? I think so. I should know because I actually voiced the promo for it that's going out on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) I know they're doing Old Trafford and they're doing Bella Houston Park. Yeah. In Glasgow. And I probably pronounced it wrong wrong when I was doing the voiceover. Who's supporting, isn't it? It's like the Hives, Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Bloody hell. Yeah. Stacked. Stacked lineup. Well, we are about four minutes away from Charlie Simpson joining us. And me and Ollie, in preparation for this interview, been listening to a lot of Fightstar. And I think we're both unanimously in agreement that Grand Unification is the GOAT as far as their album's concerned. But what would you what would you say underneath Grand Unification is your favorite Fightstar album? The last one. Um, Behind the Devil's Back. Behind the Devil's Back. It's like... More metal, big some big riffs, but also got the catchy, super catchy choruses, big emo bits. Um, I think they went way. I think because they recorded with Carl. I was gonna say yeah. Who is Carl Bown? Sleep Tokens producer. Well, for, for the last album, and he's a long time producer for While She Sleeps. Oh damn, I didn't know. Yeah, stuff for Sleeps as well. And then he did the last Malevolence album. So he's got that metal edge, that bite to it. Yeah, the uh, I don't know the grit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that album was sick. I think it, it was weird because it was like they that album came out and then they not long after went on hiatus. Yeah. I think Charlie went back to busted. Yeah, busted. So it, I feel like it didn't get run. it didn't get like the sort of attention it deserved. Yeah, I know a lot of Fight Star fans were proper gutted. That I don't think they they've still not heard songs from that record live. Yeah, we'll ask him about it in a minute. Yeah, but I think that the English Way record is criminally underrated as well like that album didn't oh sorry no uh, be human that album did not get 
the love that I think it deserved. Like considering, like once again, for me, the reason why I've loved Fight Stories, they've always been a boundary pushing band and they've incorporated elements that I think a lot of people, even at the time when that came out in 2009, were still a little bit hesitant to use, you know, like a bit of track, a bit of atmospheric kind of sounds. But you listen to songs like War Machine. When did that come out? 2009. Yeah. I mean, Homesick came out that year. Yeah. Hollow Crown by Architects came out that year. Yeah. I feel like it was probably up against a lot of big albums yeah but if you still look at what those bands are doing those bands were still very much sticking to the guitar formula like yeah a lot of them were still hesitant about bringing in like the the melodic elements that can make a record sound just that little bit bigger live the, the atmospheric most- glue the uh sort of backdrop that the paints the landscape <laughs> of the record <laughs> you like that <laughs> i do you've been listening to me present a little bit well sonically speaking <laughs> John discovered the word sonic recently and he's used it in a lot of interviews. Yeah. I like, I, how many different ways can you say the word music? Sonically is, is a good word. Though. Thank you. I thought it was. Because it's more than just uh, music. It's the whole range of frequencies. Yeah. I got a thesaurus for my birthday and I decided to use it. There's <laughs> thesaurus.com. You should accept it. <laughs> I need to buy it. Oh, my days. Well, my friends, we are but a minute away from Charlie Simpson joining us on the show. And if you are a fan of Fight Star, we, we want to know what what you're looking forward to. If there's anything that you'd like us to ask Charlie, feel free to, to get in touch as well. And we will do our best to try and squeeze on some questions for you. But if there's anyone watching right now who's bought tickets to see Fight Star at their headline show at the Ovo Wembley Arena, then please let us know that as well, because it's going to be huge. Like, I think standing tickets have already sold out. Seating tickets are still available, but... If you want to get in the pit, you can't. Yeah, but if you want to get into the show, your time is running out because that show will yeah. sell out very very quickly if you're not careful yeah go have and you like, seen fight star live don't think so oh no i have Re- leeds festival i'm either i'm gonna say 2007 or 8 on the main stage but anyway we'll, get, we'll get back to that <laughs> we will get back to that very shortly indeed my friends because right now we need to introduce a man who fronts a band that on Friday, March 22nd will headline the Ovo Wembley Arena. A man with one of the best screams in the game. A man with 11 top 40 UK albums to his name, six of which are top 10s. A man who wrote one of the most important records of all time, Grand Unification. And a man who might be able to tell us, well, gosh, what happens if I drop a black hole on a black hole? My friends, welcome to the John Mahon Show, Charlie Simpson! Let's go. Thank you so much for your time, bro. How the devil are you doing? I'm really good, man. Is my is my screen really blurred? I'm sorry. It I looks can't. a little bit like it's covered in Vaseline, but <laughs> weird. Um, I don't know what's going on there. But yeah, I'm good, man. Are you guys well? Yeah, good, man. This is our first show back in a while, so it's we're sort of dusting off the cobwebs. Yeah, get getting used to it. Oh, there he is. <laughs> there he is. Sorry, HD yeah. Charlie. That's what we're talking about. Oh, um, cool, man. It's great to speak to you guys, man. It's great to speak to you again, man. It's It's been a very long time. Like, we have crossed paths a couple of times over the years over at Scuzz TV, which we were reminiscing yeah. about earlier on in the show. And I've been fortunate to DJ with you a handful of times over the year as well. But what's life like at the moment? Like, it's all systems go at the moment. Yeah, man. We, uh, we obviously launched the Five Star Show um, about a week ago. And you know what? The response has been absolutely incredible, man. Like, we've, um, you know, I, I've, I've kind of thought for a while that, 
um, I get sort of asked when Fight Stars coming back and it's always sort of bubbling in the background. But, um, you know, actually seeing people's reaction when we announced the show is incredible and uh, we just can't wait for it, man. Well, there's even, I think you changed your profile picture on like one of all the social media and people like latched onto that and they were like, oh, something's coming. It was like you, there was already a buzz around it just from you changing your profile picture. I think it just it was yeah, just man. your logo. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Like we... Um, Obviously, we haven't played a show in eight years, so yeah, people are excited for it. And also, I'm 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 pumped because we haven't really played a show since we released our last album. And and behind the devil's back is my favorite five star album, so I can't wait to play a few songs off that yeah. as well. Damn, we yeah. were literally just saying. I was saying it's yeah one of my favorite albums of yours. Just like the mix between the heavy and the melodic is so good. Yeah, man, I think that well, that's that was always sort of that's what I love about music in general. Do you know what I mean? That's why I got into the Deftones when I, when I was about fourteen years old because they they sort of. Um, they just encapsulated that thing for me of having these brutal riffs, but then having amazing melodies over the top. And I feel like on that last album, we really sort of honed that in its in its sort of in its best way. So, yeah, I love that record, man. And you was it? It was done with uh, Carl, wasn't it? Yeah, Carl Bound, who's who's awesome, man. He did uh, he did the last Sleep Token yeah, record, which I'm really blown deep. up. And then he did a uh, lot lot of the Bullet for My Valentine stuff. He did two of our albums. Yeah, he's 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 a really great producer, also fantastic mixer. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, in fact, let's let's stay on that topic because one thing I wanted to ask you a little bit later on in the interview, but that kind of segues into it very nicely, is you can hear so much influence in these modern bands, as you mentioned, Sleep Token. I think Holding Absence have got a big fight star influence about them as well. Like when you listen to the sounds of especially like Sleep Token and Holding Absence and even post Sempaternal Bring Me the Horizon, it's a lot of what you guys were doing in 2006 on Grand Unification. And I felt like that record was so ahead of its time in terms of what you guys are experimenting with and working on and like is it nice to see like years later people still taking inspiration from like some of your creations that are that old yeah definitely man carl actually said that sleep token was for fans of fight star so that was awesome like nice. I, I listened to them and i really i got it kind of straight away i thought it was absolutely fantastic i really like the way that he mixes the sort of more I just I like his melody choices, and I think that the uh, the riffs are really awesome. So yeah, man, I, do you know what? It's, amazing. it's it's kind of weird because I never really uh, I feel like the impact that Fight Star had and the um the sort of influence it had I didn't really realize at the time. You know, especially obviously with the younger bands that come through after us because we you know we can't, we're twenty years now since we formed. But um, it's always a huge honor to think that you know a band might be taking inspiration from something you've done, and um, I'm always very humbled by that. So it's amazing. I guess there's probably a lot of people that got into Fight star after you sort of went on hiatus so you probably wouldn't have seen all these people that are like into you now yeah exactly exactly so it's really cool to see it now and and the gig at Wembley I think it's just going to be one massive celebration man it's going to be like uh, it's going to be one of I think it'll be one of our one of our best nights of our lives to be honest for sure and as a lifelong fight star fan it's something that's been a long time in the making because when you guys headline Brixton in 2015 I actually went on record to say fight star could play Wembley one day if they wanted to and yeah yeah, man, like I am so pumped that this is finally coming to fruition. When did conversations first start happening about you guys stepping into Wembley? So basically we, we, we met for Al had a birthday party at the beginning of the year. We hadn't seen each other for quite a long time as a four. And it was, at, it was at his parents' house. And his parents basically had this barn called the Bloom Room where basically we wrote a lot of gratification in. And it just felt like a bit of a nostalgic moment for us. And we were just chatting about Fight Star and, and you know, whether we wanted to do stuff again. But that, that, we hadn't really decided on it properly. And then my agent rang me and said, uh, you know, 
we, we've been offered the show at Wembley. And I, I literally, I nearly fell off my chair. I was like, you must have the wrong room. You must be Brixton, right? And he was like, no, they think that you can do Wembley. And, I, and to be honest, it's funny you say that about, you know, I think we always, that's all, what we always wanted to do. And that's where we'd always dreamed we may be able to play one day. But it was just incredible to for them to say, you know, we think you can do it. And actually from the from the response so far from the show, it, it feels to be, uh, you know, vindicated the decision to do it. So, you know, we could have put on sale and about 10 people have come and then it would have been really embarrassing. <laughs> Well, given the hype that the teasers had, I don't think you were in ever a danger of just having yeah. a couple of people stood in that room because standing tickets, I do believe, have already sold out and yeah. now it's just yeah. now it's just filling up the seats. And yeah. in terms of the set list structure, I mean, there's a lot of ground to cover with with a room like Wembley and I don't know how long you're planning on playing for that night but I think most fight star fans wouldn't complain if you decided to just do three hours of just you guys but I mean have you already started having conversations about how much of the catalogue you're going to do? Yeah we have we've started this like sort of document where everyone's sort of chucking in ideas and it's actually a really tough one man because Obviously, you want to play the songs that people, you know, the people, the, the songs that are singles that people know better. But then you have some fans saying they really want us to play some sort of niche stuff on the back end of an album that, you know, some people wouldn't usually expect. So I think we've got to strike a balance. And I think we'll do a long set because obviously this is a one-off show. We're not doing any more shows uh, for this. So I think we'll, we'll try and play for as long as we can. Sick. And I don't know if you know, but Grand Unification does turn 20 years old in 2026. It- <laughs> does yeah planning ahead so i mean if if you did want to start thinking ahead about an anniversary tour for that i know there's a lot of fight star fans who'd be very much up for seeing that start to finish yeah man i'm definitely up for doing at some point one of the albums uh start to finish or maybe multiple nights with all the albums uh back to back but i mean it just means having to go and relearn every song that we wrote, which is, uh, <laughs> oh yeah you should forget about that it's like, i get and i imagine like the last album sort of didn't really tour it that much so probably no, we haven't played it that as much no, exactly but, I, but as i say i'm really looking forward to playing some of those songs like um the song but the song behind the devil's back is one of my favorites the sync with the snakes is one of my favorites as well so um i can't wait to play that live nice to play some riffs and some, yeah. do some screams it's been a while since you've done some screams hasn't it yeah i've got to remember how to do that man <laughs> Well, in fact, your screen was something I wanted to talk to you about because in my humble opinion, you've got one of the most ferocious but natural screams in the game. And I want to know, like, at, w- at what point when you were with Busted, did you get this itch to start just taking things a little bit heavier? And was it something that you developed whilst in Busted or did you have that skill before joining that band? No, I I, I was never even, even like I was in bands growing up, but I was never in like a heavy, like we were doing rock stuff, but it wasn't like... I was never screaming in it. You know what I mean? Like we'd be doing my first band I was ever in. We were doing like Bush covers and Offspring covers and um, you know more more sort of grungy stuff. But then I really got into Sepultura. Um, I remember like Root was the thing that really got me into heavy stuff and Sick. Um, you know, started listening to Machine Head and Pantera. I mean, I always I always loved Metallica, but that was less. You know, he doesn't really. James Hepburn doesn't really scream. So I think that hearing Root for the first time was the first time I thought, oh man, I really love the aggressive style of vocal. And then obviously I I became a massive fan of the Deftones and I like the way that he interchanged the screaming with the melodies. But I think the first time I probably screamed was, there's a busted song called 3AM and I remember doing some scream, there's a spit in the middle eight where there is a sort of screamy thing. And I just, I remember making that as the tour went on more and more aggressive. And by the end of the the show, people were like, man, I think he's going to do a heavy band. And then and then and then Pulenix Laughter came out with Fight Star and, and again I wasn't fully screaming. I mean we had a couple of songs off that first EP. They liked you better when you were dead. And I sort of dabbled with the with the screaming, but I hadn't really figured out 
Because it, it, it is something you need to learn how to do because if you just scream, you, yeah. you will blow your voice out. So there is absolutely a technique to screaming and it's a way to harness tone. And the main thing in a scream for me is actually the tone because if, if you just scream into a mic, it's not going to sound that good. You're, you're, you know, it'll just sound quite frantic and, you know, I, I, you can lose your voice very easily doing that. So I managed to sort of, if you hear me screaming in the studio, it's not volume-wise that loud. It's just very controlled. Yeah. And then you can, so once you've hit that right resonance, you can then push it a bit more. And so, yeah, absolutely something I learned to do. But I was, you know, as time went on, I got sort of better at it. And then I, then I could be really brutal with it. Hell yeah. And I am such a big fan of the way in which you build to a Screaming Fight Star songs. Because I feel like what you were really good at doing is saving the heavy parts when they needed that impactful force lyrically speaking and especially on a record like Grand Unification where you've got so many words that match the concepts of the song I mean like I don't think it's you who screams at the end of Mono isn't it Alex it is me oh is it, it me. you who did uh, I'll find myself once more again oh sorry 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 when I'm when I'm hang on a minute yeah, I found I don't know I, I could have sort at the end of Mono one sec what's the bar because I've got it written down. I'll find myself once more again. You know, just as Mono drops right into the end. And then you yes, start singing. That is, um, that, that is, I think that is me. Is it? Because then you start yeah. singing straight off the back of that. Like yeah, sometimes, that, sometimes Al, like the end of Public's Laughter, sometimes Al will do like a screamy thing as like a, a counter melody. But I think on Mono, it's me. Like, I might be wrong. I haven't listened to it in a while. <laughs> Sick. But I mean, like that, that scream in Mono, like especially with the words, I'll find myself once more again. Like a line like that, given the tone of the song, has so much more impact when you put that scream over the top of it. And I mean, like with the concept behind Grand Unification as well, about it being this record about, you know, two people finding their destiny at the end of the world. Like when you were writing that record in that garage that you mentioned earlier, and you were experimenting with all these screams was it the case that you're like okay cool when we scream these words have got to be something that need a scream behind yeah i think so man i think that like obviously that, that lyrically that record was um as you said it was almost a concept record when i write screaming parts they're definitely not just being chucked in for the sake of it like we definitely like if you look at a song like death car which is a song about basically wanting to kill someone that is like you know is wanted to kill a guy that was had been with the girl like i broke up with my girlfriend and it's got gone off with this guy and i just wanted to kill him and uh Amazing. So we came up with the concept of putting him in a death car and you know those death cars are like the i think it's somewhere in asia they they execute people and they harvest their organs and it's all really fucked up also oh, it's real really messed up oh dude you but, can yeah. you can swear on the show man we're internet based go for it uh, fine fine okay <laughs> um, so it's kind of a screwed up notion but I, so i ended up writing the the lyrics about that and I, I and i just thought to myself this all has to be screamed you can't sing any of this stuff you know so it's all very aggressive um and actually a similar sort of thing with the, the song sing with the snakes um but then there's the sort of mid scream as you say where you're sort of half singing half screaming and yeah i think that's when you can really find emotion because it's almost a tormented thing you've got melody there but it's really um you know it's not just all out aggression you used to sort of like a beautiful scream if you like it's like the sam carter technique yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly he does it very well and actually I, you know i love ollie ollie sykes scream. oh yeah ollie's got so good at these because he because he has that it's 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 when you sort of add bits of melody into the screaming that's yeah. when it really harnesses emotion more than just gutturally shouting you know what i mean lucas from holding absence has been flying that flag real hard at the moment as well like 
how he pushes that sort of like false fold scream into like having like a sing note behind it. Like, yeah, I've, I've got to be honest, man. I haven't, I'm not that familiar with Holding Absence, but I keep hearing their name. Can you give me a song to go and listen to? Afterlife. Yeah, that's, Afterlife. That's Afterlife. a great representation yeah. of the band. Yeah. Afterlife. Yeah. yeah. And I've heard good things about them, man. Yeah. And I know Lucas is a massive fan of yours as well. There's a, there's a lot of Fight Star influence within Holding Absence's material. Oh, wicked. Cool, man. Yeah, man. So, yeah, yeah, it'll mean a lot for, for you to go and check out his tunes for sure. But, like, that's that's what I was saying earlier on the chat, man. Like, the, the legacy of Fight Stars had so much impact on this British scene with your holding absences, your sleep tokens. And, I mean, I still think that post Sempaternal Bring Me the Horizon, like, has so much of what you guys were doing, especially when you add into that element where you guys were messing around with, like, you know, samples and stuff on track on Grand Unification with the quotes that were going on throughout the record. And yeah. when you were putting that storyline together for, like, well, at one point did it become a concept album? And was it something that as the record grew, you were like, damn, this is actually a concept that we're cooking here? Um, yeah, it, 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 it was more like that. We definitely didn't start out to to make a concept record. We were sort of tapping into a lot of the anime, Evangelion stuff. And so the, the concepts of that were being thrown up with some of the artwork that we were wanting to use. And, you know, Dan and Al are big uh, anime fans so we, we sort of just stumbled into that and we wanted to make it like a cycle so this the first song on the album is called to sleep and it's like you go into the to a dream state and then you sort of go through this post-apocalyptic story and then at the end of the album you wake up and it just goes in, in a big cycle so yeah man we, we we definitely went more sort of um concept driven than on any, any of the other records but you know, it was it was weird because we we wrote that album pretty quick. Like we ha we sort of had time to write that album, whereas the the second one felt more like we're going in. We've got to write an album, cause, you know, because the label like right, you need to write another album now. First album, we we literally would just spend time in this room that I was sending about earlier and just mess around with riffs and sounds. And I think there was a real purity to making records like that because I think today so many records are just made in home studios. Yeah, and you sort of build it as you go. But back then, we literally just stood in a room together and and sort of just just hashed out ideas and and different you know different sort of tonal palettes and it was just a really nice way to make a record i think the records are made less like that these days this is less pressure i guess with your first album as well well i guess yeah, and, got that, and that yeah. and that that's a very good but that's a very good point when you're when you're when you're behind the sort of screen as it were and, and at that point no one really knew that fight was happening because a lot of the songs that we put on the first album we did actually write quite a long time quite a long time before it came out so yeah definitely that that when the pressure comes and people start expecting stuff then it's a different different mentality i think did you feel that pressure would be human at all because i felt like that record was so criminally underrated like like english way war machine colors bleed to red like so many of those songs had like an e a natural evolution of your sound but like in terms of like how many people like on mass you know like radio plays and all that kind of shit gravitated towards it, it didn't get the same amount of respect that i think previous albums in your catalog did which baffled me yeah i think it was it was definitely a sort of step in a bit of a new direction i mean we had the, we had this urge to write songs with an orchestra so a lot of that record is recorded with a 24-piece orchestra which oh, was something we'd never done before and uh, we definitely were a bit braver with uh with some of the songwriting you know a song like chemical blood which i love is pretty out there i mean it's almost proggy and i feel like yeah i i feel like we, we we've we've never wanted to make the same record twice you know what i mean we always want to sort of move things in a new direction and, I, and as i say personally I felt like going through those 
those different um, avenues, you know, let us land where we did on Behind the Devil's Back. And I think that sort of take took elements of each album and then made it what I always thought Fight Star would be. So if I was to play, even though I think Gratification, I love Gratification, I think I still think the last album would be something I'd play if, if someone had never heard us said, what's your band like? Sick. I love that so much. And one thing I don't think gets talked enough about is your cover of Breaking the Law. That. Oh man, that was dude. so fun to do. <laughs> Dude, that breakdown where you're just like, we are. I remember we had the conversation. It's like, can we do this? Are we allowed to do this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, that's, you know, Judas Priest are a pretty um, highly regarded band with, the, you know, the fan base that I was like, are they going to be, you know, going mental at us for this? But I love that cover, man. Dude, awesome. have you ever played it live? No, we haven't. But that would be quite a good thing to play at Wembley. Yeah. Just, just yeah. part of the crowd, get a massive wall of death going. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> I might have to hold you to that, man, because that's an opportunity too good to pass up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, was, I really, I really enjoyed making that. Actually, do you know what? I, we we had a lot of fun. There's there's some songs we made as B sides. We've got an album called Alternate Endings, and it was a collection of B sides that we made. And, and we, when we go, you know, you don't really get B sides anymore because the nature of streaming. But we used to go away for a week and just really experiment with stuff. And we made some crazy, uh, crazy songs, man. There's a song called Where's the Money, Lebowski. Another one called Nervous Sea Lay, which is just, um, they're just, you know, quite out there tunes, but really fun to make. Dude, Where's the Money, Lebowski? I'm so glad that got a shout out because, <laughs> like, there, there, as you said, there is such a deep dive to be had on your discography, especially like, on the B-side front. Because I remember when Be Human dropped, that was kind of like, that for me was like the last time you actually saw B-sides getting, like, acknowledged. Because wasn't Colors Bleed to Red a B-side for English Way? No, so Colors Bleed to Red was on Be Human. It was on Be Human. But it was, um, yeah, we wrote that pretty early on. And uh, the other weird thing about the album is that I drummed on half of it because oh, I broke his wrist. No way! So, like, so, so we were literally, we had all the studio time booked and uh and omar broke his wrist and we were like we, we can't we, we had we didn't have time to put it back that far so i basically had to get in the studio and do like a rocky montage and get myself in shape because <laughs> i mean drum, drumming is like my first instrument but like i wasn't really ready to be recording so i was literally in there every morning just practicing for like two or three hours so that was a pretty uh tall order to be doing that holy shit that's amazing you're a man of many many talents charlie haven't you uh, oh, haven't you built your own studio now I have, yeah. yeah. yeah and I've um, I built Comerby Studios. I did. I built it in the pandemic because actually I was due to go to make a solo album, and um, obviously the pandemic hit. So I was like, well, do you know what? I'd always wanted to build a studio, and I, I'd actually always wanted to get further into the production side. Yeah. And um, and now I'm like gone down that rabbit hole, man. I mean, honestly, it sucks you in. And so I kind of love producing stuff now, and um, definitely something I'd definitely be into in the future is maybe producing some other bands. That'd or, be sick. Find stuff which would be cool. Dude, like I would love to see you teaming up with some of these bands that are coming out of the UK right now. You know, like well, yeah, dude, that's exactly that's exactly it, man. I mean, I, a few people tap me up online, being like, you know, if you're interested um, in producing, then will you do our band? So, you know, over the next two or three years, I think I'll definitely take some people up on that offer. But I think like you offer so much more than just like the production. It's like you can be like, oh, maybe you can add this melody in, or maybe you can change yeah. the structure wise. Like, you got so much that you can offer towards bands. Producer's job, a producer's role in the old in the old school way you know it wasn't even really about the computer yeah. being an engineer producer 
like a real producer, like Rick Rubin is someone that comes in and he'll basically assess a song. And we've had it with producers we've worked with. You know, they'll uh, you know sort of analyze every part of the song. Is that as good as it could be? Could you try that here? Could you try that there? I think that was the original art of what a producer was. It was almost like a sort of consultant on the music as much as anything else. Yeah. Hell yeah. And in terms of like your future past music with your solo projects, is there any chat at the moment about new fight style music? Because I know that's something that a lot of fans will be asking a question of. Yeah, I think at the moment, no because um time wise you know doing a one-off show is something that we could all fit into what we're doing at the moment um because we've got a lot going on outside of outside of fight style but um if we want to if we want to do music i think we're going to have to really dedicate uh, you know a, a full-blown year to it and it's, it's something that i'd love to do and i know the boys will when the time is right so i think for this this Wembley show it's going to be an isolation thing that we just want to come and celebrate with all the fans and have a great night and then uh you know at some point in the future we will definitely look to do new music man because i love it i love the riffs man speaking of which yeah. that was going to be one of my last questions to you which was like out of the songs that you haven't played out of the fight star catalog in a while what are some of the ones that you're like cool that one on the set list i need that in my life right now i think that there's one do you know what's a bit one that's not a single or, or you know not one of the well-known ones it's a track called titan and um I, it's one of my favorite tracks off the, off the last album and i'd love to i'd love to play that i'm looking forward to playing build an army again because that always gets people riled up and then you know I, like I, i'm really looking forward to hearing when we break down in your target and it's just that little sing-along and the crowd oh, yeah. always go I, I, I can't wait to hear that Wembley Arena singing that back to us man it's gonna be amazing that little bass note just before it kicks yeah. back in on the last chord exactly. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, dude, as as someone who whose life was changed by grand unification, like so much so, I've got the album artwork tattooed on my ribs. It's one of the most oh, important man, albums of my life. I just want to say a massive thank you to everything that you did with the Fight Star Project because legitimately changed and saved my life on many an occasion. And you and the Fight Star boys have made such a massive impact, not just in my life, but to a load of other fans as well. And this Wembley show means so much to the Fight Star fan base. So honestly, I can't thank you enough for it, man. Hey, that's so, that's so lovely to hear man you know what like it's it really it really makes me happy to hear that like you know we we love what we do and we're so humbled by the fact that it's you know it seems to have had a positive impact on people so thank you so much for the support man no worries and we will see you march 22nd 2024 yeah. Come along, Friday night. it's gonna be incredible holy shit well my friends show a lot of love and appreciation for today's guest charlie simpson from fight star yes, charlie nice one guys take care nice yeah one. cheers bro thank you ever so yeah. much man right right Oh, what a is. legend what an absolute legend honestly one of the greatest of all time in my Let's opinion thank you ever so much to everyone in the chat thank you so much to everyone who's tuning in right now thank you ever so much to charlie simpson and phew, wembley 2024 cannot come soon enough yeah let's get get some tickets yeah. oh, he said come along so i'm, I'm using that as, <laughs> as your invite i'm gonna i'm gonna turn up at wembley with that clip <laughs> charlie said we could come so let us in, please. Oh, amazing. So let's Sometimes. talk about Download Festival 2024. We found out last Tuesday the bands that are going to be playing next year's Download Festival. And... Oh, there we go. So, headliners. It's been a bit of a marmite online, this, this announcement. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of negative comments. I posted it on Revaloud, the Facebook page. And I'd say about 90% of the comments are all negative. Really? Yeah. I mean, personally, my biggest worry of the three headliners 
is Avenged Sevenfold. And that is because me and Ollie saw Avenged Sevenfold yeah. at Louder Than Life Festival. And being brutally honest, they weren't very good. It wasn't that they weren't good. I just think compared to a lot of the bands that had already been on and the other headliners they just weren't as good i think like but it's they like sound wise was still was fine i thought yeah i mean like if, i just didn't think they had the production or i just felt like they didn't care man that was my yeah. biggest one like i was watching them perform and for me if you're watching a festival headliner that should be an honor being yeah. being a top of the bill as a band and it just felt like it was just another show for them and that's what kind of broke my heart a little bit because it's like come on boys you've got a discography full of bangers you're headlining a festival you're looking out on a main stage and seeing a sea of people who've all turned up to watch you perform the thing is they i mean they played some of the new album stuff and i just feel like it wasn't didn't go down very well no because it's not their most popular album. No. I feel like they experimented heavily on this record and it yeah. was it was a case of the experimentation maybe for them was very fulfilling, but for their fan base, it didn't really scratch and the itch. metal fans are pretty fickle people. <laughs> the best of times. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's go through this download festival lineup. Avenged are my big worry, and especially considering their Sunday night headliner as well. But... Fallout Boy on a Saturday night sounds like a fucking great time to me. Yep, but this is where it's Marmite Online is, I guess, a lot of the metal elitists don't think Fallout Boy should be anywhere near the download, download lineup, let alone headlining. But I don't give a fuck. Yeah. They've got bangers and they'll probably have some big stage production. Yep. Fire. Yep. Pete will have his um, flamethrower on his bass. On his bass guitar. So I, I don't mind. I also like... I feel like people look at the, the lineup and they just read the top, the headline bands yep. and they're like, oh, it's shit. But down this lineup, you got some bangers. Yeah. Some, some big names. So I'm assuming that the bands underneath the headliners are second stage headliners. That's my assumption. Yeah. Also, I fucking love Royal Blood. So always would watch them. Machine Head will be sick as well. Dude, Machine Head were one of the bands that I was most excited about at Blue Ridge Festival. Yeah. And they got pulled they didn't play. God. Yeah. So I was real bummed out about that. Plus that new Machine Head record is fucking phenomenal. Slaughter the Martyr is one of the best songs Machine Head have ever written. Uh, they haven't made it a single. Rob Flynn, if you're watching, I doubt that you are, but do your boy a favor. <laughs> Rob Flynn, are you in the chat? Yeah. Uh -oh. Do your boy a favor and make Slaughter the Martyr a single, please. Yeah. We've got some comments coming in on the chat. Shout out, Anthony. He was here for Fight Star as well. Shout out to Elliot getting in touch as well. Good to have you guys and Cookie in the chat too. Lovely to have you. Ah yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so in the in the chat. Who else are you excited about on this bill, Oliver? Bad Omens. While she sleeps. Some forty one final UK festival. I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Definitely gonna cry. Who else? You use baby metal. We saw baby metal in America. Are you gonna go to the great. baby metal tours with Vakovi supporting? Um, they're in London, aren't they? And they got Wolvo. Are they got Wolvo? Yeah, maybe. Maybe a Steel Mill. Maybe we'll hit up old Hamish. Although we're gonna we're gonna see Vakovi in December. Are you we? coming? Can I come? Yeah. Can you put me on the list. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of we sort of made that happen on the show though. Yeah, we manifested hard Vakovi doing Catty. And it came to well, fruition. Behold, um, Black Dahlia Murder, one of my favourite bands in the world, with uh, R.I.P. Trevor. But I can't wait to see them. I imagine they'll be on a big stage as well, or yep. headlining one of the tents. Um, that was Murder. That's going to be without interesting. The <laughs> That's going to be interesting without C.J. 
Polyphia, amazing. I don't think have they ever played download before? I don't know. Polyphia, I'm not yeah. sure. They only seem to have come on my radar like this last two years. Polyphia. Well, I feel like they. Yeah, the last two albums they sort of blown up on. But then this is what annoys me. People are like, oh, it's you got Fallout Boy playing. Yeah, but you've also got Bleed from Within, Brand of Sacrifice, Alpha Wolf, Counterparts, just loads of heavy bands. Dying Fetus. Why not? Why not Dying Fetus? <laughs> Dying Wish, great band. Harriet. Harriet. Like fit for a kid. Heaviest well. band on the lineup. Error. Hoobstank. Got slaughter to prevail. Hoobstank. That Joe, they play that album. I'm gonna. I love that. Is album. that is that gonna be the reason you go to download? I had that album on a MP3 player. The reason is the hoob. The reason is hoob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if you're moaning that it's not heavy enough, like how much heavier can you get than like Slaughter to Prevail and Brand of, Brand of Sacrifice? Yeah, it's like, like you're not. How heavy do you want? To? You're not. You're not gonna be sure of guttural supplies at Download Festival 2024 with bands like that. Shout out Oxymorons as well, friend of the show. Yeah, they're Jeff actually a. in the UK at the moment. Yeah, they are. Corey. Supporting Chazza Tazza. I was really annoyed at myself. I wanted to go watch them in Wolvo the other day, and I just fucking ran out of time. He's <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I was there. I just ran out of time. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But Amber says, just doesn't look like a download lineup. Big womp. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> womp, 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 womp. But I feel like if it had different headliners, no one would be saying that. Right. I think. Brian Maiden was there. And <laughs> I think the issue is that people people put. Especially like, you know, the older Download Festival fans, like the ones who would be there for your Maidens or your Aerosmiths or your yeah. Kisses. They put an Avenged Sevenfold in the same category as Fallout Boy. Like for them, Avenged are very much a scene kind of teenager band. And that for me is the one I'd have swapped out. Keep, keep Fallout Boy. Get rid of Avenged Sevenfold. And personally... Yeah, I'd have put... Did you see the thing where apparently Andy Coppin contacted 21 bands to headline download this year? And apparently these are the three that actually he managed to get to say yes. Maybe it was a budget issue. Or an availability issue. But I mean, I think a lot of people were expecting a system of a down. I genuinely thought Rage Against the Machine stood a chance because they were meant to headline Reading and Leeds Festival two years ago, but pulled because Zach Delarocha tore his Achilles and we all know how that feels. Yeah, like they haven't been back since they pulled that show off. No, no. But and trust me, it doesn't take two years for an Achilles to heal. Yeah, maybe it's because I don't really care about like <laughs> the legacy bands anymore. <laughs> I've seen Metallica a bunch of times. Yeah, Maiden. Yep. Seeing, I mean, Kiss aren't touring anymore, but are they still saying? Are they still, are they still, still on their doing, final tour? Still doing a goodbye farewell tour? Because like, but yeah, in the, put in the chat, who would you rather have headlining? Yeah, if you would, if you were booking download festival headliners, who would you pick instead? Because for me, as I said, the only one of those that I'd probably change would be Avenged Sevenfold. I'd swap them out. I, do you know what? I think Queens is a bit of a weird headliner. Yeah, they're a main support band because sure. we saw they again. I keep going on about America, but they did America and uh, they were main support. They were main support, and it was great. But uh, yeah, I don't think they could have. And at Glasgow, they were second stage headliner. When they played this year. Yeah. But I tell you, they opened their set with No One Knows. Yeah. So I, I, louder Than Live. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking rager of a way to start a set. Tell you who was the best band of the weekend. Go on. The headliner. Green Day. Yeah. Green Day start, opened up with uh, American Idiot. Or they did Blitzkrieg Bop. Oh, yeah. Then into American Idiot. Then they just went through their fucking hits. Back catalogue of just all the big hits. 
Yeah. From like Ducky, Nimrod, all the way up to American Idiot. I think they didn't replay anything post American Idiot for like half the set. One sec. Let me pull up this set list. Right. This is this is how Green Day opened up Louder Than Live Festival. As you said, Blitzkrieg Bop into American Idiot, Holiday, yeah. Know Your Enemy, yeah. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Boulevard? Boulevard. <laughs> and then Nice Guys finished last. Longview, Welcome to Paradise, Hitching a Ride. See, that. this is when it is like, that's my... That's your childhood of Green Day. Bro, at what point did they cover Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss? I don't know. <laughs> Apparently they did that as their ninth tune, then Brains Juice and Jimmy When I Come Around. But but it's like they understood you're playing this massive festival to however many people. And it's like, do you just go in with like the newer stuff? Nah, play the big ones. Get everyone up. Get everyone hyped from, yeah. from the get-go. Treat it like an album. Just front load that motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, Sheldon, that would have been a good headline. Green Day. Do you reckon they could have headlined download? Yeah, they've, really. they've never headlined it before. But they, then again, they're in the same category as Fall Out Boy. It's like not typically I, he download bands. Are I they? feel like Download's loyal old school heads would probably have been kinder to Green Day than they were Fall Out Boy. I feel like there's a very set image as to how certain people view Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Well, Sheldon in the chat. I mean, we, we spoke about when we were young before. And yeah, it's like, I feel like they have taken over. I feel like people used to look at UK festivals like they were the big ones. I feel like with these new American festivals, the lineups are so stacked. It's yeah. hard for, to compete. Yeah. Like when you've got Mike Chemical Romance doing Welcome to the Black Parade in full. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking behave. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Just, yeah. But I guess because a lot of them are American based, it's like, it's easier to get those bands. Yeah. Whereas you go ship them over here. <laughs> actually ship them yeah put get put pete wentz in a in a shipping, shipping container, container. <laughs> <laughs> yeah royal bloods are an interesting shout but i mean have they ever played download i don't think so have they i think they have have they because i think we i interviewed them 2018 and i think that was like the first year they played download i could be wrong i mean yeah reptilica says swap it Avenged for ACDC. I mean, I'd love to see ACDC, but they don't play unless they've got their own stage. Yeah. 2014, Royal Blood performed at Download Festival. 2014? 2014, apparently. Bloody hell. Yeah. Seven song set list. Hole, come on over. You can be so cruel. Figure it out. Little monster, loose changing out of the black. So that was probably before they blew up. Exploded. Yeah. I'd, I'd wager on that. Amber says Kiss Supremacy. And I mean, do you know what? I wouldn't have fucking complained if Kiss came back again. <laughs> Well, didn't they, the last time they play, well, that was meant to be their last like UK festival or something. Yeah. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> this is actually the last one. Yeah. This is this is the last one that we actually mean. Just loves loves getting those millions, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to give up. That's the thing. It's like, once you're at that level of a band, someone's like, oh, do you want to do a tour? Get a cool million each? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, here's a million. Will that do? But genuinely, I think that this is the perfect follow-up to download festival 2023 i mean i don't think any of those bands are going to be putting on a headline set as iconic or as historic as bring me the horizons from this year unless fallout boy really do pull something magical out the bag but saying that i think there's a lot to be happy with like also they don't usually announce this many bands yeah off the bat tell you the one that i was the most surprised with i it's genuinely like thought bands, i genuinely thought download would have the festival exclusive on sleep token for next year well they haven't announced everything yet so yeah. maybe maybe but uh, you think they'd announce it in this yeah 
if they had sleep token they'd have put that on announcement number one for sure unless unless sleep token are the biggest band that are still to be announced headlining all three days <laughs> turns out queens for one album each day and, and avenged are just the the, the warm-ups i mean i'd watch that <laughs> start at sundowning and then work your way through yeah the thing is they're like during the uh, sick new world that's the sister festival yeah. to when we were young that got announced and like it's like who said like it's like bring me's on there system of a down. down but then like sleep token are on like the same column as all those that's bands like the name's bigger than lo loads of other bands. dude this is this is legitimate truth at blue ridge festival slipknot had a smaller crowd than sleep token really yeah you know yeah like sleep token had the biggest main stage crowd of the entire festival that was only on for like a day and a half but yeah i mean still, also, in other news, they kicked Jay out of the band. Yeah, what the fuck was that Hi, about? Hey, did you see Jay's statement? Saying he had no idea. Well, he said, yeah, he's like, he was blindsided. He got a phone call like last week, basically saying, we're parting ways with you. <laughs> and like Slipknot's statement was like, it's a creative choice or something. So I don't know. It seems very strange. I don't think they've got long left because I think, did, do you see that? I, I swore I saw an interview with Corey saying that he's maybe got one more Slipknot album left. Yeah. And then he's and then he's pretty much done. Because people have been asking him, it's like, if you left Slipknot, would you be cool with anyone jumping in and doing vocals instead of you? Yeah. Get son to do it. <laughs> well, people, there's rumours like who's going to be the next drummer. And one of the big rumours is Clown's son, who plays drums in Vended. Oh, really? So they're like, he could do it. Also, Eli from Sepultura. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. How mad was it that Charlie Simpson learned how to screen courtesy of Sepultura? Oh, Yeah. I forgot he said that. Yeah, that totally took me by surprise. Roots, bloody roots. Yeah, like I, I was expecting him to say stuff like Deftones, but then when he started making reference to Sepultura and Machine Head, I was like, fucking let's The thing is, like, some of their riffs are like quite sort of new metal-y, yeah. big, heavy, beefy boys. I'm going to hold him to that as well. Like, I genuinely want to see Fightstar covering Breaking the Law at Wembley. Yeah. That cover. I mean, I feel like he forgot fucks. about it, and then you mentioned it, and he was like, oh, yeah, that was sick. So maybe. Maybe he's yeah. planted the seed. Because, like, the breakdown in that, it's one of the fucking heaviest and most disgusting breakdowns I've ever heard from a cover that wasn't in the original version. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard it. Have you not? No. Should we risk getting demonetized just so I can play this breakdown? Fight star, please. Pretty please. Drop that at Wembley. I will drop kick everything within a 10 mile fucking radius. <laughs> just any, anyone's collateral. Kids. Uh, gin. Women, children, men. Yeah. Just Everyone not in between. Animals. No animals were harmed in the covering of this song. How did we get onto that? I can't remember. <laughs> Sepultura. Sepultura. What were we talking about before? Download. Download. Yeah. Bowling for Soup I've just seen on there. It's a nice little addition as well. Billy Talent. Two big Bs. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I don't get all the hate. I, I understand that it might not be for everyone. Yeah. But... I don't give a fuck. No. And in fact, right, seeing as we've covered every single fucking festival on today's show that's given us announcement, it's only fair that we do one more as well. A festival that we're actually really good friends with. 2000 Trees. There he is. Festival. Let me just get it up. That's what she said. <laughs> we'll get it up, get it up, get it up high. Now we're going to go from side to side, front to back, back to front, front to back. Here we go, here we go. Blackstone uh, Cherry need to be added Cherry. to a UK festival lineup for 2020. I feel like they've well. played Download so many times, though. They could do with playing it the next year, though. They're on album cycle as well. Yeah. I think the thing about Blackstone Cherry is I like every album that they've done, but they all sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, there's like they get sometimes they go a bit more metally. I saw sometimes him live, a bit more country. I saw him live for the first time at Blue Ridge. I'd never seen him live before then, and they are great. They got added very last minute, and they literally just had half hour middle of the day set, and it just fucked from start to finish. It effed, effed in the a. <laughs> right. Look at you censoring yourself. Two K Trees announced this not that long ago, and this is big. This is real, real big. I know a lot of people are stoked for the Gaslight Anthem. I used to listen to Gaslight Anthem all the time. I used 59 to love them. sound. Yeah. Radio. Manchester Orchestra is a good one. I know James has wanted to book them for years. So I think he mentioned that when finally, we interviewed him. He's finally got them. They're one of those bands with me. It's like, I like to listen to them, but it's a very, sometimes it's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's soft. Yeah, it's like Death Cab for Cutie, innit? Although they have got some up, some bigger upbeat songs. Also, they've, after this, they've announced, they've also announced Creeper, Creeper. as headlining the cave stage, I think. Yeah. Uh, Axiom. Axiom. Yeah. Kids in Glass Houses. Love that. Yeah. Perfect 2000 Trees band. I want to see them. On the tour, the um, I missed that. I was so fucking annoyed at myself. Is it 15? 15, 15 years. years. Smart, cash. Smart cash. That was really good. Friends, of the show, Hot Mulligan. Hot Mulligan. Did you see him on their tour? No, I missed it. I missed it as well. It was Spanish, Spanish love, song. love songs. I think I was away. Boston Manor. Great band. Ah, uh, Boston Manor are one of the Wednesday bands. Right. Yeah. So the bands with the stars. Are, so this is what we love about 2000 Trees Festival is they have this system where the bands that had a big year the year before, they come back and they all play the Wednesday at 2000 Trees the following year, which I think is a great concept. And Boston Manor, 100% deserving of that. They were another band at Louder Than Life that we were really stoked to see. Do you know what? They followed Census Fail and had a bigger crowd. <laughs> Can we just talk? Right. I have accidentally seen Senses Fail live three times in the last year. I've not intended to see them once. I saw them at When We Were Young Festival because they were on just before next year. Sometimes you just, I'm just sitting around my house and they turn up. Senses Fail are here. Where the fuck did you come from? So they performed at When We Were Young Festival. They're on just before Neck Deep. And I was like, fuck it. Love, love a bit of Senses Fail. Then they supported the Ghost Inside earlier on this year strange support slot for the ghost inside senses yeah. fail but it was great anyway and like the reason why i've loved senses fail seeing them live is because they end their set with this like enter shikari quick fire cover round yeah that was the best part of the set yeah so they do like killing in the name of like chop suey down with the sickness yeah just all these new metal rages but at louder than live festival for still no explained reason. I don't know why. No, I know why. Hey, do you know where I'm going with this? He came out with the Roman... Wait, why did he dress as a gladiator? Because it's like the, the whole Roman Empire meme thing. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? That was when it was like, that meme was kicking off. Right. I understood it. I didn't. No. So for me, I was just stood there being like, why is the geezer from Senses Did you not see that there was... Dressed like, as a fucking Roman. It was the whole thing about like people asking their boyfriends how often do you think about the roman empire and uh, it turns out a lot of men think about it a lot really yeah do you know where were you during that month of september <laughs> <laughs> i was away wasn't i i was watching yeah, you on the internet i was watching aaron Rodgers tear his achilles well that's your that's american, my roman american football is your american empire <laughs> fuck's sake all right okay so yeah that does make sense but yeah shout out senses fail 
how do we get yeah so back onto trees i've just noticed right you know how this show is a fan of great and terrible band names because i think the callous dow boys is a great terrible band name thumposaurus is a great terrible band name yeah like i don't i've got no idea what they sound I've like just but seen another one as purely because well. they're called thumposaurus i now want to see them go on michael sarah palin <laughs> what a great name oh ridiculous but yeah 2000 trees very solid very Be- solid better lovers as well yeah did you go and see him no they didn't do like a midlands show they did well they did leeds two two shows in london one of the shows was at the fucking new cross inn it looked insane ben gibson shot that such thing. a small little venue that mm. it's basically a pub that they put a stage at the back so like there's like that much well like it's probably like three or four rows of crowd at the front <laughs> that's stupid that's so stupid who's that band at the bottom in the really tiny writing and so i'll watch you from afar nah they're way bigger they're they're actually headlining or they've been announced for arc tangent which is that 2000 trees sister festival which one at the bottom yeah in right the, at the bottom the calligraphy writing next to peach <laughs> <laughs> go on ollie you can read that zoom and enhance can anyone read what that band name is right there um, i love the style of their logo though something, something bed something bed bus <laughs> right uh, i'm still going on record right now by the way and saying i think taking back sunday gonna headline 2000 trees festival awake but still in bed. Awake, but still in bed. Terrible band name. I wouldn't have got that. But yeah, I'm going to go on record right now and say that I still think Taking Back Sunday going to headline 2000 Trees Festival. It's on the record. Yeah, I'm going to die on this hill. This will be my Roman Empire. <laughs> Taking Back Sunday, playing 2000 Trees. That doesn't, well, no, the Roman Empire is something that you think about all the time. You think about that all the time. No. 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 So. Context. <laughs> Context helps. Well, I think that's, that's a pretty decent coverage of all of the festivals for next year. Yeah. And probably many more to be announced. So if you're still watching us right now, I want to know out of all the festivals that we've covered on today's show, download Slam Dunk, 2000 Trees and When We Were Young Festival, which lineup has you salivating the most? I mean, there's one obvious answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only one right answer. <laughs> How much are playing tickets to Vegas? I, yeah. Uh, because I really want to go to Sick New World next year, which is like April or May or something like that. Mm. But now I'm like, should I save it? Um, go to when no. we're young. I, when I saw Sick New World, I was like, yeah, okay. It's all right. It's not enough to make me want to go to Vegas. But when we were young, could have just gone MCR doing Black Parade in full. That's all you need to know. And I'd have been like, cool, shut up and take my money. Yeah. That, it's insane that they've managed to get that, yeah. like, pull that off. Yeah. I would, because it's not like, I don't think it wouldn't <laughs> have been any of the band's ideas. No. Nah. It would have been them being like, we want you to play and we want you to play an album in, in full. full. But I imagine they get to pick the album. Out of curiosity, when did the Black Parade come out? 2005 or four? I reckon it was five. Six. Six. Oh, Jeez. God. So 2016, no, 2026, 20 years of Fight Star <laughs> and 20 years of Black, Black Parade. Parade. That would be a hell of an anniversary gig, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mike M doing Black Parade in full and Fight Star Main Sport doing Grand Union full. Whoosh! Whoosh. Well, my friends, that is pretty much time for today's show. The John Mahon show is officially back, though, baby. Feels good to be back. Baby got back. Yeah. Back. But we're going to do one show a week instead of two. Yeah. Two is a bit too much, isn't it? It wasn't necessarily too much. I enjoyed doing the two. It's just like... 
the excess stuff that comes with doing a show like this, like John can't be asked that is in the clip. So I can't yeah. be honest. I'm not as good as you. So like, whereas Ollie could just go, John has, done. you have all the footage though. Also, I can't be asked. Either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's me over here who doesn't know much about video things. So the, like the amount of times that Ollie sat there during his normal working day, and it's just me having a mental breakdown on WhatsApp being like, I've done this. How do I undo it? And you're like, it's as simple as these, these two. Yeah. Things. It's like, um, I don't know, trying to teach a dog <laughs> gymnastics. I don't know. <laughs> That's not even a saying. Um, well, if, if, if anyone wants to do our video edits for free, <laughs> hit us up because we'll, you'll ha we'll happily take it. To be fair, I don't actually mind doing the video edit stuff. I've actually, it, it's, it's becoming real fun. I really, I don't know why it. you don't just, uh, just use AI. So teach me how to use AI then. What do you mean me? Because you're the one who knows how to use the software. Do you know there's this there's this weird there's this thing on the internet called Google. Yeah. Well, so how do you think how do you think how do you think I know anything? How do you think I know how any of this AI? Do you think do you honestly think when I come to you for help, I've not tried googling it first? Yes, because sometimes it's like a simple solution. I, I try, <laughs> I try. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, uh, anyway, I've missed AI. <laughs> I, one day, I'm hoping that. Um, I'll talk enough on this podcast that I'll be able to replicate my voice in AI so I don't have to actually be here. Or just get a cardboard cutout. You can just chat to Ollie AI. I'm, that's what I'm, I'm Ollie working. GPT. That's what I'm working to. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get out of here, a couple of quick shout outs as well. We've got Elliot saying, don't think about the Roman Empire, John, but keeps thinking about Greeks with his Achilles. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, that's good. That's it. <laughs> 10 out of 10, sir. 10 out of 10. Amber says, can't wait to see the Rock and Ring lineup, to be honest. Agree. Hard agree. Hellfest. We didn't talk about Hellfest. They've announced their lineup. Have they? Yeah. Get on to that next, next time. <laughs> I do want to do it now. Let's do it now. We've got 15 minutes. This is meant to be a two-hour show. Sheldon says, of the UK ones, probably Slam Dunk. Fallout Boy wouldn't play from under the cork tree in full because they couldn't close on Saturday. <laughs> Love that. If that's actually the reason why, I'd... I'd buy that because Pete Wentz needs to do his moment where he puts down his base and goes into the crowd and, and does a little scream. And, oh yeah, Elliot says, can't wait to see the yearly roundup by you two. I'm actually in the process, right? I, w I want to cook uh, an award show for this show where we take the piss out of award shows and we give out awards that mean absolutely nothing. Yeah. How does that sound? If you do all the legwork, I'm in. I'm in. Can you suit up? <laughs> uh, no. No. I mean, okay, yeah, okay. Okay, there we go. Nice there suit. we go. You got a nice suit. But anyway, we right. found Hellfest, they my friends. I can't find the full poster. They've just said plus 160 <laughs> bands at the end. There's definitely more bands than that. This is their actual website. You'd think they'd put it on here. Hold on. Hellfest 2024. That's not right. That's definitely a fan-made one. No. Well, we got Foo Fighters, Queens of the Stone Age, The Offspring, Megadeth. Dropkick Murphy's Royal Blood. It's quite similar to download, to be honest. Very similar to download. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not a lot to cook with at the moment, is it? But Hellfest is definitely one I want to add to my touring card for next year because I've never been to it before. No. Nah. Only bad thing is you have to go to France. Is that a bad thing? Uh, je déteste. No. <laughs> nah, France is all right. Is it? Have you ever been? I can't say I have. I'd like France. Some of the people are a bit rude. Are they? <laughs> I'm slagging off the whole... <laughs> whole country of Ollie France. versus France is how we're ending today's show. Come at me. Two. Yeah. Two is you. 
Je ne sais pas. We have a laugh. But yeah, Hellfest. I can't, yeah. There's not a lot to react to there, really, is it? No. It's basically just one headline and a couple of other bands underneath. Yeah, see that that one there? That looks, it's from Reddit, so you looks, don't trust it. That looks fan-made. Yeah, I don't think ACDC are I don't think ACDC are going to play, funnily enough. Should we dra- let's drag it up just in case and feed the room a mill. Someone on the... Ref- <laughs> Stolen from Facebook. Yeah, that, that's legit. <laughs> the thing is, like, people... People. Right. You know how this isn't real because Bon Jovi are main support to AC fucking DC. That would just not happen. People put so much effort into making these fake lineups. And uh, I, Blink-182, then Nickelback, then Foo Fighters. That's This is horseshit. <laughs> Nickelback would be headlining all four days. Yeah, they would. We all know that. That's the thing. Like some, There was like fake download lineups and it was like, they're pretty much spot on. But it's like someone's put so much time and effort. Yeah, someone's just fantasy booked Hellfest and gone, how would I like to see things? Because to be fair, right, there are a couple of things where you look at on that and go, that could happen. Like, you know, Corey Taylor and Disturbed headlining second stage. But I don't know why it's such bad quality. Yeah, you can tell it's not real because someone hasn't made it. It's <laughs> a proper PDF. Don't use the uh, pixel depth, the DPUs and that. Um, I'll DPU if you're not careful. Yeah, anyway. Right, let's stop feeding the rumour mill. <laughs> that, my friends, is it for today's show. But... If you missed anything or you're just joining us, this show will be available on YouTube in full video glory. But if you don't have time to watch it again on YouTube, good news! The John Mahon Show is now available as an audio Is good news your new catchphrase? Because we did a promo for it and you kept on going, good news! Is that a thing? Trying to get that over. Shall I bring that in? Yeah, new Uh, gimmick. Yeah, Yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Oh, God. One last shout out. Craig McKayan saying, John, we're hitting the Venoms at Catty. Ollie will explain what Venom is. He's also getting fed them. Apparently, it's a popular alcoholic beverage. Are you still are you off the booze still? Mm, no. So we'll have some Venoms in the cows. I can't remember, exactly remember what's in it, but I think it's very lethal. Is it? I mean, it's called Venom, so you can't yeah. imagine it's a, <laughs> a uh, good... Yeah. Quality <laughs> alcoholic beverage. I remember when uh, I used to do a night at the Purple Turtle in Camden and they had a drink called the Incredible Hulk, which was luminescent green. And Elliot, you'll be able to back me up on this. All I remember the main ingredient being was absinthe and that's all you could taste, but it did have like four other spirits in it that just weren't <laughs> needed because so basically it was absinthe. just drinking absinthe. Yeah. But there was four other spirits in there as well, which just definitely didn't need to be in there. But like, I think blue, no, it wasn't blue WKD. It was um, Smirnoff Ice was in there as well but it was just a horrific time all around yeah well we'll look forward to drinking some venoms at catty then catty yeah and if you are from the scotland area i'm djing with vakovi at catty at the start of december december 1st vakovi you're gonna headline catty for the first time and i'm gonna rip a dj set afterwards rip it and grip it <laughs> and bop it yeah <laughs> hit it i can't remember it <laughs> Right, my friends, all that's left for me to say is my name's John Mahon. Peace and love. Stay alive. And I'm Ollie Rout. Go fuck yourself. I said fuck. Oh, did you? Yeah. Bitch. <laughs>